motherfunkers. Hello, welcome back, you motherfunkers. Um, good to be here, isn't it, Shirley? Well, as I say, this is the highlight of my week. It's become the highlight of my week, which is a bit sad, but also... No, it's not. It's lovely. It's the small things now, isn't it? It's the small oh, it things. it really is. It really is. Um, how's your week been so far? I know we're Monday, are we? Um, we don't like to specify. I never know the days. I don't we don't know. like does to specify. It, it could it be a Monday. Does it doesn't it matter. matter. Except for the fact that I remember last night being the big Sunday night, I thought, gosh, I've really got another week of this. And I, I, I launched into panic a little bit, which I don't normally do. You know, some people do have that on a Sunday. They think about their week ahead. I don't normally, but at the moment, I am. It's it's hard. It's um, actually, I think last night was the, one of the first Sundays I didn't go into full balloon planning. Oh, I took one for the team. Um, I took one for the team. Yeah, we're always working in um, yin and yang, aren't we? We are. We're, we're like um, complementary of um, compliment, complementary um, therapy. What do they call it? Um, complementary health therapy. You know when you com- when you complement one another. Oh, I don't know. No, I just don't know. I don't know what it's we do- called. We don't work at- with different rhythms. We have different. We've got rhythms. very very different rhythms. <laughs> One, two, three. Reasons, reasons to, to be, be grateful. <laughs> reasons to be cheerful. Um, you know, you sent me that mindful, um, the, the nice um, Buddhist guy. Yeah, Deepak. Deepak. Well, he, yeah. And he, he's not the only one, but it's all about things, you know, listing abundance, things to be, so abundance. Yeah, abundance, things to be grateful yeah. for. So that could be my willing partner. That could be... Well, that's nice. So you know, oh, I always, you're grateful for your willing partner. Oh, no, no. I always, always... Recently, I think within this whole situation... You wouldn't situation, know, by the way, you talk to her sometimes, I'll say. <laughs> Although, uh, to be honest, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen the two of you together for a very long time. But, so, yeah, no, you might be kinder behind closed doors. Who knows? Oh, no, no, no. I'm a lot kinder. It's, it's a lot of it's for show. Um, but what did I want to say? My winning partner is enjoying listening to the podcast because she says... You're actually nice to me on the podcast, more nicer, true. To, nicer to me than you are in real life. But then she got upset when I outed her for having very dry hands. She goes, they're not that dry. You went and I on said, about her dry hands. No, no, she goes, they're really not that dry. Went. And I, that's because you've been working. And she says, why, why do you say there's a tub of lube by the table? My parents listen to this. And I said, but I also oh, then they said. love it. I also then said, there's not really a tub of, there's never been a tub of lube by our bed. I said, come on. Anyway, also, so, her parents are very funky, very progressive. I think they'd be thrilled to know that there was still a tub of lube by your bedside table. <laughs> this week, we are going to be talking about loneliness, aren't we, Shirley? We are. We are. It's a sad topic, Please isn't don't it? switch off. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's important to be covered. Why, Shirley, why didn't you talk to us about loneliness? <laughs> well, it's, it's, on, it's, of, it's, it's that loneliness, in, um, in, especially in the early days. I mean... I mean, we're in lockdown now, so it, it takes on a whole different meaning. I, I do get lonely for other company. You know, I know in the beginning I was thriving in isolation, but I am missing conversations. I mean, at the moment, my only face-to-face conversations, conversations with are friends. conversations with friends, uh, Sally Rooney, um, with my neighbours, but it's through a, a trestled fence. So it looks like we're in prison and I'm trying to sort of move my eye to catch their eye. And, you know, it's it, it's kind of hard work, but that's the sort of face-to-face contact I get. Or otherwise, our, our mutual friend, um, Eugene, comes and sees me and stays three metres um, down the drive. Um, I make it sound like yeah, I've got a driveway, nice, but, you know, I well, have got a driveway. No, listen, it's very nice to have any company at these times. And I do understand. It's but, very. I think people really are missing friends. But it's those early days, those early days. Friends with benefits, even better. I'm oh, really missing them. I know. I bet you are, Shirley. I bet. How are you coping without your friends Struggle. with benefits? 
it's a struggle. You know, I'm getting even, I'm really getting bored of going to the park. I know it sounds so ungrateful to say, but I, I am the same old laps every morning. I think, I know it's lovely. I, the, the weather is lovely. And my son, he's enjoying. I've started calling the park the free farm. Just to change it up, mainly for myself. You know, this morning we got to see geese, goslings and also two horses. I mean, he was over the moon and I said, yes, there we are, the free farm. Now, what? And, how, you know, you're in Battersea. What's happened to yeah. the zoo there? Surely the animals are still in their They're cages. dying. They're dying. They're dying no, without no, no. the I'm public. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. No, no, no. They, what's happening? There's crowdfunding going on and they've raised a lot of money, but not quite enough because they're still zookeepers, but not enough. But they're still going, the animals are still going. But obviously the zoo is closed. But the park is very, very busy. The free farm is very, very busy. I think if I start calling it the free farm now, then when he's three and four, you know, and he understands, you know. You can skip that entrance fee. It's not cheap. Absolutely. It's not cheap. Not cheap. Um, But um, yeah, but I'm I'm tiring of the park. I love it. I do. But it's the same old, same, same old laps we're doing every day. This is the problem with, with, with life currently. It's the same old, same. And we need variety. We need spice. We do. And, and that brings me back to loneliness um, <laughs> because that's the problem. When you first have your babe and those first few months, well, I'd say probably up to six months when you're just loitering around with this bump attached to your front, it's you're kind of doing the same thing every day and you're seeing people who aren't really your friends, who don't really know you, so you're putting out this sort of um, version of yourself, which is mother. They don't know you before then. They don't know how hilarious, what a good time girl you are. How you do? They don't know any of those stories or what you do, and it all of a sudden becomes irrelevant. I don't know. I don't think I ever told anyone that I'm in comedy until many months in. When they say, "Actually, what do you do?" Because when people start going back to work, so that was sort of more like twelve months in. I said, "Oh, I'm in comedy," and they were just a gog and a ghast. And I thought, "Oh, wow! It's taken twelve months for you to even know what it is I do." Anyway. It's, it's... No, I hear you. I think loneliness is something that you definitely get at the beginning. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I'm too frazzled to feel lonely at the moment because there's just too much going on. But I can understand how there are lots of people out there at the moment who are feeling very lonely. Um, we were on a podcast the other day, Funny Women, and the host who was interviewing us, Alexis Shrum, she was saying how lonely it was. She's raising a five-year-old by herself. And I thought, yeah, gosh, it must be really lonely, especially because she's used to help. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's very difficult. Um, but we have this, I'm carrying on from what you're saying, Shirley. Um, we have had a question in from Maria in Bristol, who has asked us, Do either, did either of you suffer from postnatal depression? And um, I think postnatal depression and loneliness do go hand in hand, especially at the beginning. And I think we're not used to it, you know. We've lost our village feel. You know, back in the day, it was multi-generational. We were, we were brought up to um, raise children in a village and I think it's really hard and I think one of the difficult things for a lot of women is the fact that they don't know how to ask for help and there's no sense of belonging anymore and I think I felt that you know it was only when I could finally say to friends or you know my mother yes come yes cook yes clean and then please leave that you literally you know that's when you start to feel oh well, actually there is a way out of it I think a lot of people are very proud and they keep a lot down and it's very dark in those early days. Do you remember? I mean, literally it was dark because they were born in October. Oh, they were born but in one of the most depressing months of the year. Yeah, it's hard. And you go into next stop Christmas and, you know, it, it, I think it is very, very difficult. And, and a lot of women go through, you know, they do suffer from postnatal depression. And I understand why. Well, it's one in seven women, apparently. One in seven. Well, there's this kind of, uh, you know, the, there's the variations. Of course, there's the sort of proper postnatal depression that yeah. I think can just hit you and can hit anyone and that didn't happen to me and I wouldn't want to sort of 
um, compare my situation to anything like that because that's a whole different ball game and um, that's really hard. No control over over your your blue days. But there is also a feeling when you have a child that you can't really complain because this is what you wanted. You know, yeah. this is you, you. This is you. You've asked. Nobody for this pulled and, your knickers down for you, Shirley. Nobody pulled your knickers down for you. Yeah, and and, and sort of what group of people are you complaining to? Are well, exactly. Com- so, are you complaining to the people who haven't had children to to tell them, "Gosh, this is this is really hard. This is awful. Don't do it." Are you complete, complaining to the people who have had children who have up until now been telling you, "You've got to have one. They're amazing. You'd be such an amazing mother." Um, in a West Country accent. As you made me, I was um, I was flicking through the uh, the online pages, and um, do you know that Cameron Diaz has um, given birth three 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 odd months ago? So she's got three and a half yeah. months old, and um, forty seven gave birth at forty seven. Anyway, okay. she's in, she she never gives interviews or gets on social media, but she has felt the need to speak up about motherhood because okay. she is just elated. Yes. Um, she just said, I love being a mother. It's the best, best, best part of my life. I'm so grateful and so happy. It's the best thing ever. I'm so lucky to do with Benj, her partner, and we're having the best time. I'm thrilled. I can't believe it. And I think... Cut to breakdown. Exactly. Just yeah, you wait, exactly. Diaz. Cut to just you wait. breakdown. Because the drugs are going to wear off any day now. I remember I was actually okay. I was okay. Three or four or five days in. I remember thinking, okay, are you doing all right? You're doing okay. You're feeding him. He's still alive. Um, and I remember going to the midwife and she very much told me that I wasn't doing a very good job. And that's what broke my heart. She ro- really brought me downtown. Remember, remember me telling you about her? Glaswegian. Yeah, right, pal. Come in. Pop him on a ski or... Um, and she just looked at me. I think she was very angry with me. And I think she was very resentful because actually I went to the midwife surgery that smelled cabbage. Um, it may have been the nappies, but... It smelt cabbage and it was it was a very, very small community centre. And I went there with my husband and she said, right, so it's a two of years at, as if to say, why are you bringing your partner? I mean, fine. So there was already resentment there. And then she said, right, just to let you know, your baby's got jaundice. You're actually starving him. Do you even know how to breastfeed? And I remember feeling so unwell and I thought I was just a bit hungover or dehydrated because I had a film of sweat over me. I um, was very, very hot. And no, I was on my way to Mama Mastitis. Yeah, Lady Mastite. Lady Mastite. And I was really scared because that's when I went into panic. And I think my, it was like a sort of anxiousness that I felt. I thought, oh my God, if I can't feed my baby, then who will? Of course, you chuck some formula down your neck. Like you don't think logically at the time, but she made me feel bad. And I think it's because she looked at me and thought, she's obviously in a stable relationship. She's a geriatric mother, you know, she's fine. And I, I just wasn't fine. She made me feel, she made me feel... Yeah. Worthless. Well, if I knew now, if I knew then what I knew now about this whole, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was told by Ren, yeah, you just want to definitely want to breastfeed because it's just breast is best. And um, I know we've touched on this slightly before, but I was so scared. I thought, well, if I don't, and they said it's all, you know, you get, your child gets immunity, all these things that formula just can't give. They make you so fearful of formula. Yeah, they do. From day dot. And I, I, I think that's really unhealthy because actually yeah. you just need to feed your baby. And sometimes for whatever reason, the milk doesn't come or the milk gets stuck yeah. or you're in too much pain and you just can't. Well, you just, just want to give reach. your tired, cracked discs a rest <laughs> as well. It's full on, isn't it? Oh, the Arabians actually introduced me to formula when I went when um, my son was about nine months old and they were horrified that I was just solely breastfeeding. They said, he's yeah. hungry, come on. Yeah, Even formula, the French find it bad, a, bad manners. Yeah, the they made really him do. a pint of formula and I swear he's never slept so good. 
So we'd get drunk in the night. I'd give him a boo before I started hit the booze. Yeah. Um, and then just um, uh, give him a bottle of formula, slept straight through, first time herbs. And then I just kept it up. I sort of did mixed and made my life so much easier. So if there's anyone out there just thinking, should I, shouldn't I, do what's right for get, you because it doesn't matter. that formula down and we're oh. going to have people trolling us now. But I remember also in the midwife surgery, there was a woman there. She was, she was very young. She was probably about 17 or 80, 18. And she had this T-shirt on. It was like a crop top because, you know, she'd just given birth. And it said, made in for China. And I thought, my goodness. For China. China. And she looked, but oh she looked like God. she was about to cry. Like, I thought, you don't have the personality to carry off that T-shirt at the moment, love. And obviously someone's just bought that for you. Just take it off and put on a nice big old baggy <laughs> jumper. Enjoy yourself. Be comfortable. But I just have so many. I remember it so clearly that first <laughs> five days going to see that midwife. Oh she made me feel terrible. Really bad. You really remember those people. You remember the meanness. Yeah. You remember the kindness in those early days. And that's that. That's the thing with uh, that the sort of area of loneliness. It's I have never had so many conversations with shopkeepers or people at bus stops or people on buses in my life um, because I just want to spark up conversation. I miss the you know all the voices I'm hearing are in my head, yeah. and I just need to you know and I just start sparking up and I'm one of those people in fact you've always you've mother. always been a chatty patty though you can't deny you've <laughs> always been a chatty patty you talk to anyone you do which is lovely it's nice I know I I would spark up conversation yeah, with exactly. the chair it's true none of my friends are in my situation I've left it so late they've all moved on with their lives they're back at work they're That's thriving true. you've got friends who've just had babies well, they don't live anywhere near me, so it's, it doesn't make it Listen. okay, all right, whatever. Oh, I think May actually is a month for births and babies. I've known three people who've given birth this month and they haven't stopped having babies. So go back nine months. August, you do the math. Quick, Quick math. math. Quick math. August. So. Those, those summer holidays. That bank holiday yeah. weekend in August. Hey? <laughs> that Carnival weekend. <laughs> not in your yeah. carnival no but it's true it's very funny and it's nice so you know in fact i tell you what i've been doing i've been googling i've been buying lots of baby gifts for people i get such pleasure from it i don't know about you but i just love it oh, that's sweet. yeah not on the high street do mm. some really nice things and they, you know they're independent you know creatives and so i like to support them and i just but that's how i while away my time you know i only get seven minutes in the morning and seven minutes in the afternoon and the evening that's how i that's how i waste it that's quite sad I was um, in the park today and there was um, two mums and they both had sort of like, I guess, toddlers and then newborns strapped to their chest. And the conversations they were having reminded me of how boring, how just insanely boring it is in those early days. They were just like zero chat, just talking about the babies. And then they just really tight. I mean, it was all about, yeah, his sleep and all this. And I just thought, I just don't give a fuck. And then, and then they started saying, so do you think you'll have a third? Third. No, I just don't. They said so they're newborns. Both start, do you think you'll have a third? No, I don't know. I think I'm kind of happy with two. How about you? Yeah, I think I'm kind of happy. And I was like, someone shoot me now. And I scooped up my son and said, son, we're leaving this park. And I had to get far away from them as possible because I thought that's what I was like. You have nothing to say. They're not friends. No. They just have children the same but age. Do you remember the first party that we went to? We went to that surprise 40th birthday party in East London. And the boys were three oh. months old and we had absolutely no chat. Eight weeks. Eight, eight weeks eight old. Weeks we had old. no chat. And you were in your red, your red stilettos. You look good, actually. I bumped into you on the tube um, over. Do you remember? Anyway, we had no um, chat all night long. Um, we just got more and more drunk. 
they went but do you know because someone said to me because i wasn't drinking because it was eight weeks in and we were heavily breastfeeding but then i um spoke to a gp mm-hmm. and she said you can drink when you she was on breastfeed. Side. It said, yeah. um and 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 then she said and this is my friend a doula and she'll testify and the doula said it's absolutely fine it's when you're pregnant you shouldn't really drink but when you're breastfeeding absolutely fine so then i got the most yeah, drunk cool. i've ever yeah, been Zambuca, champagne, yeah. everything. I mean, it was, it was all on chat, weren't it, that night? I was boss-eyed. I stumble home. I'm nearly sick. And my, my child needs feeding. And I just do... That was the first time I ever pumped and dumped. And I just thought, I'm a terrible mother. I was blind drunk. My son is eight weeks old, and I was heavily breastfeeding at the time. So I just got the old Medela out. Pumped, Medella, dumped. Medella. And he... Yeah, I remember it well. The thing is, people say pump and dump, it's fine. Do you know how long it takes to pump? No, where am I dumping once I pump? It's like precious nectar. I love a barbecue, you know. That's all I ever talk about to my husband. I love a barbecue. He's like, change the record. But I really just do. I really do. <laughs> I'm having the same old conversations here. I go, a barbecue then on Wednesday, it's going to be really hot. He goes, just look to me and think, mm, maybe the weekend. I think it's um, nice if you do midweek, but what time do you go for it? What time do you do it? What time does your son eat these days? 11.30 and then what time? Then oh, five. Yeah. So we'll do the barbecue at 5.30 yeah. and then rinse it out till six. And then that's fine. And then we can stay awake to watch something longer than So half the three an hour. of you eat at the same time? No, no, no. Only if we're doing a that's barbecue. That's what I'm saying. If you were to do a barbecue, would the three of you eat at the same time? question we would eat at the same yeah, but time but we did this the other day uh, and i have to say it was like feeding time at the zoo they put you right off there's water going in their bowls they're throwing you know lamb kebabs all over the shop it just breaks your heart and they don't let you sit they're just pulling on your clothes i just think actually this is really 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 not relaxing thank you <laughs> well it's hit and miss and i have to say that we had a very successful barbecue last time, it won't be like that again no, no, well i'm saying it won't he got a whole sweet corn. He stuffed that down him. He stuffed down all the sausages. Made him quinoa. He just made him quinoa. A... You're so peckin' rye. You're so peckin' no, rye, Lane. It, it was more for me, really. And then he had some of my quinoa. Um, still on my diet shelves. I'm still so on he's my eating diet. nicely then? He's nice in his high chair? He in only on that occasion. Mine eats like no, a he's savage. Still, your son does. He puts the water everywhere now. He's obsessed with putting the water everywhere. And then he drinks it, you know. He mixes in his rice or his whatever and then he he drinks it and then he does now once he's had enough he starts to put the food in his hair and streaks it down he knows it winds me up so much it really does and he keeps doing it it's horrible just in his grubby locks i have so many questions for you give me one give me one or two no i just want to know about um hair removal how that's working for you in which part the top section the middle section the bottom section Talking about well, my big toe. Is, uh, <laughs> the thing is with you and your pan Asian jeans, yes. you just get very light down, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I don't have any hair on my legs or my arms, really. I mean, the, I don't really have any hair. I mean, I do have a bit, but not much. Where, but you, we we're talking about, are you talking about my legs or are you talking about my fanny? Just let's call it. No, you know. I, okay, fanny and eyebrows. Eyebrows, I don't really do them anymore. I've gone Frida. It's fine. And my fanny, it sort of grows in patches and I give it a light tippery. <laughs> But, I mean, who's getting in their tankatini this year anyway? Are you getting in your tankatini? I don't think you are. Nor your one piece. No. <laughs> but it's a problem because I'm actually wearing my two piece oh. to go out to the garden. And it's highly unpleasant because I'm talking to the neighbours outside now. Are you? You're just uh, parading it, it, around in your bikini. I'm, absolutely. I get in a bikini most days when it's sunny. 
And then I take the top off. I was about off. to say, I knew that would be the next move. So when you take your top off, can they see you on either side? <laughs> they can, yes. Nice for them, though. But they sort of, not oh, so much, come actually. Off. You've got to give the people something. The yeah, you've got to give the people something. I take my top off. To be honest, you know me. When I sunbathe, I just have the bottoms on. So, well, um, well, given that you're quite dark to look at and you have very little hair and I'm quite light to look at and I have a lot of... Well, I guess that's my... That's, that's the Arab heart, yeah. isn't it? Um, Why don't you just pluck? So I've been using... Oh. Oh, I can't pluck. I need to pluck. Okay, so what have you been using? No, I haven't. That's okay. the point. Is I've gone completely um, alfresco. I think alfresco and, is um, fine. But I did my legs today with the, epila- the epilator, which is now dying on me. And I thought, oh, this is all I need. And I thought, actually, Joe, you have had this epilator since university. I was about to say, you actually shaved one of my ex-boyfriend's legs with that epilator many, many moons ago. Do you remember? <laughs> He's never known the pain. I remember the yelp. Oh, it, was well, like a dog. it was like a probably... wild wolf that you just stabbed. <laughs> he probably slowed down my epilator. I for weeks I was trying to pluck out his long and his Scottish yarn. Anyway, it so wasn't the epilator's that. It was finally the one packed before, up. Before. Lucian way. Lucian way. The Jewish yeah. guy. I think I'm the Jewish guy. You've got to be specific, but I think we both very know. Very both thick, know thick dark hair. We both know the one. Oh, gosh. So, okay, so you've got, oh. a, so you've left yourself, you've left your. So the legs are done, yeah. the foof is untamed, okay. and the eyebrows are out of control. Eyebrows. No, I guess I'll go Frida too. Frida. Monobrow. Frida monobrow. I think it's fine. What's been your winner-winner chicken dinner this week? My winner-winner chicken dinner is that my son has finally, the penny has finally dropped with his Brio train set. He now understands oh. what its function is for, and he interacts with it. And it's not a complete breakdown every time I've down. He's even started putting the pieces together. So that's been in the making for about six oh, months. Great. So it's been an absolute joy. So I get about literally three to five minutes of solitary play. He cracks on. I can just zone oh, out. The solitary, well, the solitary play, just really quickly. We get that sometimes. Sometimes we get up to half an hour where he just reads his books. And you just look at them with such love that your heart just melts, doesn't it, when that happens? You think you're playing by yourself and I don't have to do anything. It's just sometimes we get up to half an hour, but it's usually after he's fed. It's usually when he should be going to bed. But that solitary play is a, a winner. Um, my winner winner is just my makeup. Oh, and right. he enjoys the pots and he enjoys the eyeshadow. And what he does now, he wakes up every morning when he comes into our room and just throws all of my makeup down the stairs two flights. And it... And you call that no, 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 a that, that's dinner, a killer. But I now know what he likes. So what I've done, I've taken my sort of tr- travel little pots and I filled them with queens and little bits of sparkle, and he loves it. He put so much eyeshadow on on Friday. He looked like your willing partner. It was lovely though. It was that sort of dark blue, and I, I thought, gosh, and I, I know that's look. a great look. And I thought, actually, if this is what you're into, a glitter in his hair. But then it goes, you know. Oh, you, you've you've been waiting for this. Well, life, you say you? that, but actually, yeah. I had to go into the bathroom. So the bathroom now is covered in glitter and all sorts of. But anyway, listen, that's my winner, winner for him, but not necessarily for me. So maybe I haven't answered the question correctly. But anyway, your dead duck. My dead duck is um, okay. So our hair, my willing partner and myself have quite long hair, well below the just shoulders. Shave that both shit of us. Off. Just get rid of it. You no, know, just a couple of high tops. Well, maybe because it's clogging every single sink. And I went, you know, it was because it's Sunday. I, I've got a shiny bob day. I cleaned all the sinks and pulled it out. Never mind the stink. Pulled out all the long hair. Never mind that every time I change his nappy, he's got our long hair wrapped around his shaft. <laughs> and I'm cons- and, that and is, that is, shaft that and, is horrible. Just cutting off the blood supply. Of- that's horrible. <laughs> and there was, and there, was a, there was a, I don't know what that the collective is, is for ants. 
army, an army of an, an army of ants, an army of ants in his diaper and in his nappy, Stop it. and our long You're hair, this, this is dead ants, an army of dead ants in his in his feces, and um, both our hairs because I've got blonde uh, since I did my hair lights, and my boiling partner's dark brown or wrapped around his shaft. I would say that's a dead duck right there. I think social services are going to come and knocking on your doorstep. <laughs> I would cut mine off, but you told me recently that I look like King Jong-un, so I won't. So I'll keep mine, I'll keep mine <laughs> as is. My dead duck is, oh, after my dead duck is kids' meals. So I went to M&S last week to buy some kids' meals. You know, those sort of easy, you probably don't give yours this, but like easy meals, chicken teddies and little pizzas. And, Fantastic. No, he does, he's not interested. That's my point. I thought this would be really easy. It's 12 minutes max in the micro, in the oven. Great. Loads of kids love this. No, he wants mama's, he wants mama's cooking. cooking. And what he eats... At the moment, he does. really vinegar, vinegary sort of salad. He loves my vinaigrette. So I'm having basically cooking him exactly what we eat, which is fine. But, you know, caning, caning the fridge. He's already emptying out the fridge and he's only 18 months. Are they still 18 months, the boys? They're going to be 19, 19 soon. So there we are. Oh, mine's, uh, no, mine's, oh my gosh, mine's 19 oh, today. Oh no, stop it. You've got to have a party. I know. Tell your willing partner. <laughs> See, I made a cake this morning. I didn't even did. realise why. Of course you did. I'm going to put a candle in it later. Well, listen, um, thank you so much. Thank you. And guys, if you do have any questions for us, please, please do email at motherfunk at shellyandshirley.com or go on to our Instagram or our Twitter. Ask away. We, we love do. We really, really do. Thank you so much. Huge thanks to Mabel Productions. Thank you very much, Shirley. We shall be back very soon. Turn off now. Turn off now. You've been listening to Motherfunk with Shirley and Shirley, otherwise known as Joanna Carolan and Pascal Wilson, produced by Mabel Productions. Tune in and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.